Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Satellite Image Deep Learning podcast series. So far, the focus of the series has been conversations with people working on inspiring technical challenges related to applying deep learning to satellite imagery. Today, I am branching out beyond the technical, and the conversation is about career pathways into this exciting domain. In this video, I catch up with Philip Robinson to discuss his career path and hear how he transitioned from working in computer security research to working on environmental and satellite imaging challenges at the Global Fishing Watch. I give you Philip. Hi, Phil. Great to have you on the show today. How are you? Doing all right. How about you? Yeah, good. Thanks. <laughs> so who's Phil and what is it that you do? So I am a scientific programmer with Global Fishing Watch. Um, at Global Fishing Watch, we're trying to um, track all human activity in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And one of the primary strategies we're using for doing this is through um, satellite images, because right. a lot of boats don't correctly report the locations um, or uh, don't necessarily have the technology to, depending on which reason, the region the uh, boats are coming from. Right. And so, so they so they're up to something they shouldn't be, or literally they do not have the you know the up to date technology on their ship, right? Yeah. Or for whatever reason, that technology that uh, information is barred from release by a government or whatever. And so we make uh, as much of that data uh, as much of that data public as possible. Fascinating. So anybody will be able to log on and see. Okay, in this area, there might have been X percent of ships doing you know, which were not being tracked, essentially. Yeah, or at least just where the boats are. So we, we try to annotate when they're uh, reporting their own location and and then when we have to find other means to identify them. So uh, That's a really worthwhile and fascinating task to be working on. Uh, and what is your role in, uh, in, in this at Global Fishing Watch? So I'm a uh, scientific programmer, and this is uh, kind of an intermediary between the research team um, or the uh, machine learning and research team, and um, I guess it's a support position for the for the machine learning and research team. So this is um, I'm writing currently a lot of uh, doing a lot of work in uh, dragging uh, public providers of satellite images. Um, so this is uh, we'll use like NASA or we'll use. Um, uh, uh our, our well so we have a collection of different satellites that are provided to us are not provided to us but provided publicly and we uh need a way to catalog all of the scene footprints across different satellite technologies um and i'm writing tools that allow for us to gather all of that in a time and uh and uh region Right, so you're the first and probably a vital chain, step in the chain of creating data sets that will then go on to be either processed or actually used for training models. Yeah, yeah, and we're and we're developing labeling tools, and we have uh, we already have existing models. But one of the things that we've run into is that uh, our models were heavily tuned for a specific satellite provider for a specific project, and now we want to generalize that across many providers and many, and many satellites. So sounds like a very ambitious project. It'll be really inter interesting to see how that turns out. Yeah. And uh, how about yourself? What, what's your background? So I um, I started with a degree in computer science from Western Washington University, um, and my interests there was computer security primarily, um, but I also just liked math problems. Um, and uh, I eventually ended up working in computer securities research and uh, programming languages research. 
Um, and those uh, exposed me to topics like machine learning and um, uh, Bayesian inference and um, uh, different sorts of problems that kind of, uh, one of the things that in the programming languages research project is we would have uh, different people compete to solve problems in new languages. And that introduced me to uh, some environmental sciences projects, like uh, some of the work that Tom Dietrich does at University at, uh, uh, oh, is it Oregon State or University of Oregon? It's one, it's one of the two, <laughs> but he's the, he's their, uh, their big stats guy. Mm. Um, and there was a, a, one of the challenge problems was in bird tracking and that kind of opened my eyes to seeing the space of applications of machine learning to environmental sciences. Right. Um, and uh, from there, I did some side projects with um, on uh, uh, measuring light pollution using uh, pedestrian cameras. So we're looking at like, can you use a cell phone camera to identify what types of light bulbs are in a photograph um, in order to get a spectral profile of a of a area? Mm -hmm. uh, so that you can measure the light pollution impacts in different regions. Um, and all of that kind of led me into grad school, where I, I ended up doing uh, research in acoustic anomaly detection at Oregon Health and Sciences University, where I focused on um, uh, uh, data from the Aloha Cable Observatory. So it was uh, deep sea marine acoustic anomaly detection. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess uh, kind of uh, ended up working with Happy Whale, um, which was like a uh, a way to uh, track individual whales from um, from citizen science and, and uh, civilian submissions of photographs. Mm. Um, and so kind of uh, took advantage of opportunities to pressure my career towards environmental work as much as I could. Yeah. That's really um, nice. So you, you took techniques you were using in a completely different domain apply them through side projects to sort of ecological challenges and sort of transitioned to working in that domain full time. That's really a nice, a nice uh, perspective there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Would you have any particular advice for people that maybe, you know, were in your position, you know, a few years, few years back and want to get into this, this domain? I would say, you know, so at least keep, keep pushing for it and know that there's going to be some oscillations. So like when I worked at Happy Whale, um, after that, uh, COVID hit, our funding model changed, and I, and I had to find other work. I ended up working at um, back in computer securities for two years, and it was, uh, it was good. Uh, but then when I had the opportunity to go on to Global Fishing Watch, it was, um, uh, I, I jumped at the chance, and it was just yeah. a matter of keeping keeping a lookout for what's available, making good filters for when you're searching for types of positions and keep track of every company you've ever heard of that's done anything cool. Right. Um, that's like one of the hardest things when looking for ways to make this, uh, make environmental work uh, profitable or at least uh, sustainable for your life. It mm -hmm. seems to be, it's just knowing where to apply. Um, yeah. as a, and I think that's the case for most specialty fields, like most yeah. fields where uh, there's a... Um, it's driven by interest much more than profit. Perhaps. Yeah. And out of curiosity, how were those initial contacts made with, you know, your employers at Happy Whale and uh, Global Fishing Watch? Was that impromptu or was that sort of formal application to a role that you saw? Or? That was, that was just a straight application to a role. I, um, I had, 
I think that I have found them because as I said, I track. So one of the strategies I use on LinkedIn, I will track every company uh, because I expect their names to change over time and uh, them to dissolve and start up. And so when I actually am looking for things like work, I don't have to remember any of that stuff. Mm. I don't have to have an out of date list because they update it for me. Um, and I think that I added them to my list at some point. So I was just checking on them every month yeah. or so. And was like, oh, okay, that position looks like something that I can do and I and I can do con- good contributions with. So yeah. uh, I applied and then went through a standard interview process. Right. Is that an actual list like in a spreadsheet or is it somehow LinkedIn allows you to, you know, say these are the companies I want to I wanna work at one day. Let me know when they have a job. It's a, um, it's neither. I guess it's a, you can follow companies and I only follow companies that follow, that fit that criteria for me. So I like I won't follow Microsoft or Facebook or anything like that. I don't follow any person who is not uh, in that space. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the only way to get it out, yeah, I have a script that I wrote that will extract those um, uh, that list for myself. Um, and I have handed that off to people before. Um, uh, but LinkedIn doesn't have a very good interface for actually right. exporting that list so you've got a script and it's every now and again querying linkedin and saying tell me if these companies have a job for me oh not even that i just check for the company names and then when i whenever i would be looking um i would just go through the name list manually and scroll through it and i'd say okay this let's this one looks interesting today so (laughs) it sounds so obvious now you you described it like that but it's not something i've ever thought of doing (laughs) yeah well, the biggest problem that I ran into is when I first was looking, when I was like fresh out of undergrad, it wasn't looking for environmental stuff, but I was just looking for small startups and startups don't last and they changed their name and they got bought out. And I kept on like writing down names of companies that just simply don't, didn't exist a year later. Yeah. And so that's what led me to use LinkedIn this way. Right. Fantastic. And for people that might be interested in Global Fishing Watch, I mean, are they hiring at the moment or, you know, what kind of people are they yeah. looking for? Yeah, we have some open positions in fisheries analyst um, uh, for uh, more of the like uh, policy, fisheries biology, fisheries management sort of space. And then uh, in the next month or so, we're going to be opening some uh, positions on the research team, either in like the uh, uh, with uh, things that would have a little more data science exposure, a little more satellite exposure. but we have we're still forming those job uh, descriptions and figuring out exactly what that's going to be. So that'll be in about a month. So I guess right now, what is it right now? It's right now is January, so that'll be February. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, excited to have the scoop on that one, and I'll put the the details in the notes below the the video. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, out of curiosity, are you working on any other side projects at the moment? Not at the moment. Right now. Um, I, I like every once in a while I go back to my my graduate research stuff. Um, but right now I'm just trying to focus on getting global fishing watch stuff that's <laughs> in it. a good space. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big project right there. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for catching up with me today and telling me about your your background and your how you landed the role there. That's really interesting stuff. And uh yeah, what's what's the best place for people to reach you if they want to get in touch? Um, let's see here. I guess. LinkedIn's not bad. Yeah, LinkedIn's, LinkedIn's not bad. Cool. So let's let's do uh, that. I'm Philip Robinson on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, and I'll, and I'm also in the uh, in your Discord. So I mean, that's it, it. so that's a great way to to get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah, get in there. Have you got? Uh, is your name Philip in there, or has you got something else? 
Uh, you know, it probably isn't. I probably, now that I'm in a professional Discord, I should probably make sure my yeah. name is professional. It's funny. Some people have got very funny avatars and, and usernames yeah. on that. Is that really that I think, person? But, uh, <laughs> I think that my name in Discord is Time Debtor. Time Debtor. A, little, a picture of a of a ice cube in the shape of a skull floating in a glass cool. of uh, beet juice. <laughs> nice. I like it. All right. We'll add that one in the, in the show notes as well. Well, thanks yeah. so much, Philip. Uh, have a great day. I'll catch you later. All right. Good chat. <laughs>